Welcome to the Dietitian Boss Podcast. I'm your co-host, Marissa Kai Millick, registered dietitian and binge freedom coach. As your guest host, I'm interviewing dietitian bosses and sharing their stories to inspire you to take action and create a six-figure income using social media marketing. Stephanie Laurie is a registered dietitian, certified lactation educator, and a mom of a toddler expecting her second baby any day now, located in Orange County, California. She's been practicing as a pediatric dietitian for the past five years. However, through her first pregnancy, she was surprised at the minimal focus there was on nutrition during this critical life stage. As a dietitian, she was sought out by other pregnant friends for her guidance. It was then she knew she wanted to become a resource for pregnant women worldwide to gain confidence in their food choices throughout their own pregnancy journey. She now helps pregnant women across the world who struggle with anxiety and uncertainty around knowing what to eat, feel confident and empowered in their food choices for both mom and baby and feel their best throughout their pregnancy. That was a great bio, Stephanie. So happy to have you here. Thanks, Marissa. Happy to be here. Yeah. Was there anything that we left out? That sums it up. Awesome. Okay. Well, just getting started here, tell the listeners a little bit about where you started and where you are now with your practice. Yeah. So I literally started from square one just a couple months ago. I started my Instagram account about a month prior to working with Libby and I really wasn't speaking to my ideal client. I was making posts for me. And as someone who is semi my ideal client, because I was pregnant at the time, being a dietitian, I knew that I had a different like knowledge basis starting out than the typical client that I'd be speaking to. So I wasn't offering solutions. My posts weren't clear. I didn't have a branding. So I didn't really know what I was doing when it came to creating posts and content. But now I know who I'm speaking to. I'm targeting pain points. I'm offering solutions. My posts are more clear and more specific. So my content and my Instagram account has definitely made a big leap in progression over the last few months. That's awesome. And I love that you said at first you weren't very clear about who you were speaking to. And I think that's so common at the beginning of everyone's journey to not really know how to be very specific with what you're trying to say. So rather than speaking to what you want to post, you're speaking to what your client wants to see. Very important that you mentioned that. So let's talk a little bit more about the type of clients you work with. So what's your current niche? And was this where you started or had it evolved? Yeah. So my current niche is pregnant women. I started out actually taking some referral clients who I was working with moms, but it was more regarding their infant's nutrition, which was in my wheelhouse because I have a background in pediatric and infant nutrition. But I was trying to get more into the life cycle stage and during pregnancy I actually had originally wanted to focus on like the whole life cycle. So preconception, pregnancy, and postnatal nutrition. But after my first call with Libby, she's like, Stephanie, this sounds like three separate businesses. And she was right. I had originally, before working with her, started creating content for kind of all three stages. And it was really overwhelming. I'm like, there's so much information. Like, how do I get more specific? And so It was then after chatting with Libby, we kind of decided to stick with one specific niche and focus just on like the pregnancy stage itself for now. 
Nice. So would you say that getting more specific on a very clear ideal client helped you grow your business? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I think it is so important to be very clear. If we're talking to everybody, we're talking to nobody. So I really like that you said that. So with growing your business through Instagram, what one to two tips do you have for the listeners about how to effectively build the no like and trust factor? I would definitely say stories, like talking and having conversations with your ideal clients in your DMs. That seems to have been really helpful and beneficial to kind of just get that no like and trust factor down. But the stories can be really challenging for people who don't feel comfortable. I mean, for me, definitely. But the more I do it and just push through that discomfort, I'm just seeing such a different growth in business. Yeah, that's really awesome. I think it's so common for us to be shy to show our face on our stories, but people want to connect with you and get to know you as a person, not just a brand. And so that's a really good tip that you shared. So can you walk us through your process of creating your offer in your business? I started out with just single sessions. And after having discovery calls and talking to potential clients, I actually felt like just having a single session was kind of doing a disservice to some of them who I knew needed a little bit more support. Then I started going to offering a bundle of three sessions and all of my clients ended up booking the three sessions like off the bat. So I immediately eliminated the single session offer altogether. And then I started getting sought out from potential clients on like what more they could receive from my offer and working with me. So then I kind of jumped into a three-month commitment package. So that kind of happened quicker than I had hoped for or was planning on. It just kind of came about. And so I think listening to what your clients need is also a way to kind of progress your offer and yeah, knowing how you can help them the best because ultimately that's the goal. We want to, we want to help our clients. Right. Yeah. And not just go zero to a hundred, like single sessions, jumping straight into groups if there's not a need. So I think it's really important that you built up from the single sessions into now what you have as a three month package. That's really awesome. So what was easier or harder than expected in regard to progressing your offer? I think like knowing when to progress. The single session really only lasted a brief time just because everyone started purchasing the three session bundle package. But it was then like I hadn't really planned on necessarily going to my three-month package right away because I hadn't gotten to a point where I was selling enough. Like I had sort of in my mind how many packages I would sell before progressing and it kind of happened before that point. So I think just kind of having goals beforehand of like knowing at what point you plan on progressing. So once I sell, you know, this many packages, then maybe I'll progress to the next step. And Libby throughout her program really helps you kind of walk through the step progression to get there. So that's really helpful to have that kind of guidance and support. Yeah. And just knowing that 
you're ready. Or even if you're not ready, you know, there's a need for it. And just taking it step by step is so important, like you said. So can you walk us through your experience of using social media to grow your business? Sure. So I knew absolutely nothing about business and marketing from the start. So I definitely would not be where I am today without Libby's program. I had used social media just for personal, but I really didn't know how to use it for business. And so I think just having the support on like knowing to, you know, be more present in stories and like how to talk to your clients and how to create your posts to be solving a problem and speaking to your ideal client has just really evolved too. And it's been a total learning experience. So the, the support through Libby's program has been like a life changing for me when it comes to business because I started from ground zero. Yeah, definitely. So what did your Instagram feed first look like compared to where it is now? Like I mentioned, I really just started my Instagram about like a month prior to working with Libby. So it's not like an extensive business account, but it was definitely like harder to know what I was trying to say in my posts. They weren't clear you know, now using the infographics and it just looks a lot cleaner. The titles actually say what I'm like trying to say in my post. So it's easier to understand. Like, I guess I never really thought that like, okay, people are going to just be scrolling on their feed and we scroll very fast. So you have to catch attention in like 0.5 seconds, right? To make someone stop and actually want to like look at your post and potentially read your caption. So that was just not on my brain at all in the beginning, like realizing that you need to create something that people are going to want to stop their scrolling for. So yeah, it was just, again, posts that I had was interested in, like talking about lutein. Like, I don't think anyone who's not a dietitian even knows what that is. So (laughs) it's definitely a lot more toned down to kind of the average person. That was a big like struggle for me. I've been working in clinical for almost 10 years. So that's sort of how my brain works. And so now just, you know, speaking to the non-dietitian, just average pregnant woman, that type of language has been a huge evolvement for me. Yeah. And it is so important, like you said, to not only catch their eye, but to be simple and clear for them to understand what you're trying to say. So I love that you've been able to make that distinguishment between what you used to do, speaking clinical words and things that dietitians understand, but now you kind of simplify it so that the average pregnant woman would know what it is that you're talking about and what they could get from working with you. That's super important. So with regard to this transition to getting clearer and making more eye-catching content, what is your process for creating your Instagram content? So that's something that's also still evolving too, Marissa. It's, It's a learning curve and time is something that I don't have much of right now. So what I've been trying to do is really just take a few days out of the week to create my content. 
And then on opposite days, I will write out all of the captions to hopefully have at least a week or so of content created ahead of time, just because that's ideal. In the beginning, I was for sure creating that day, like create my content, write out my caption, post it immediately. And just, it was not a sustainable way to create my content. So now I've gotten into a little better of a system by just taking a little more time. I'm also a lot quicker at creating the content because the ideas start flowing. And when you look at your insights and see what's doing well, it's a lot easier to know what you need to recreate. And like we talked about earlier, simplicity is kind of the way to go, especially for talking to our ideal clients. And so I'm realizing that, okay, I don't need to be as involved as I thought I needed to be with my posts and keeping it simpler, the better really goes a long way when it comes to reaching your ideal client. So does that, that kind of answers the question. (laughs) Yeah. And I like that you said you look at your insights and look at what's doing well and recreate those because recreating top performing posts is so important. And I think we often think we need to always be creating new things to go out there. But if we find something that works, we should stick with it, like you said. So I think that's really important. You also said you're limited on time. So how do you stay motivated and moving forward while growing your business with limited time and while you're now pregnant again? Yeah. I was creating and starting this business. I was also working a full-time job and have I have a two-year-old and I'm pregnant. So it was a little bit crazy, but honestly, what kept me motivated was just coming back to my why. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I starting this business at a time like now when it feels like there's no time? And for me, it's, you know, a big part of my why is just my own sort of like family and lifestyle goals that, you know, I want for myself, but also like, I really want to help women feel confident in knowing what to eat during pregnancy because I've been there. I know that we don't really get that type of education throughout our pregnancy journeys. And I know how important it is for the health of not only like us during pregnancy and our babies, but like their future health. And so kind of always going back to like, why am I doing this? But it's also really fun. Like it's kind of an outlet. So I'm loving it too. And it doesn't really feel like work. So that's really what's keeping me motivated, but it can be challenging at times. I definitely have to listen to my body. And if I'm exhausted, I need to just shut the computer off and really listen to myself too. So it's a balance. Gotcha. Yeah. I love that reflection that you have. And you know, it is so true that having that strong why that you can connect to is huge because that impacts your mindset around it. So I think that's really great advice for the listeners. So what's been your best investments as you've grown your business? Libby's program, hands down. I knew from the start of like I had done a lot of research when I was kind of figuring out like if this is the right decision for me to start a business at a time like now. So I knew off the bat that I wanted to invest in um, business coaching because I didn't want to spend all that time trying to figure out on my own when I knew that there was 
help and support to kind of get there faster. And then I did just buy a new laptop, which has been a game changer for me. It links directly up to my phone so I can go back and forth seamlessly. And so that feels really good to to just have that too. So I think those two investments have been the biggest positives for for my business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree that asking for help is huge because you can just streamline the process. You know, instead of trying to figure it out, you can go to somebody who understands it. They can give you the tools you need to succeed faster. So I really love that. And of course, technology. We need it. (laughs) We're we're on social media. So yeah, it's great that you got a new laptop so that you're able to work more efficiently. Definitely. Yeah. So what have been your biggest fears around charging a higher price point? Yeah. So I think that the fear is that it's going to limit clients from signing on with you. But I do know that that's such a limiting belief and just requires a mindset shift and being confident that you can solve your clients' biggest problems and knowing that if someone is really wanting to work with you, they're going to sign up. Like The price point isn't going to make that much of a difference, especially when it comes to you know, maybe a few hundred dollars in the long run. So just kind of always going back to that, that mindset shift of like, I'm worth this. I know that this program is worth this. So if the client sees that, then that's not going to stop them from signing on with you. Yes, exactly. That's really great advice there. So what other advice do you think you could give to other RDs who think they can't charge more? So I had heard something like a quote that someone had said that really stood out to me. And it's so true when I apply it to my own life. But when people pay, they pay attention. And so charging more seems scary on our end. And maybe for the person buying too, like, oh, that seems like an investment. But if they're going to be paying for something, they're going to be really involved and really motivated to be like really participating in your program and working with you and wanting to make these changes for themselves. So I think that not holding ourselves back from that belief and just realizing like thinking about your own personal life, like if you spend $20 on something, it's probably not going to be like the biggest deal if you don't end up using that thing or whatever. But if you spend 200, for example, or 2000, like you're not going to just let that slip through the cracks. You're going to pay attention to it. That's just a silly example. But I think it's just our own kind of like mindset shift that we can't charge more. So I think the top two tips here are shifting your mindset and then knowing that when people pay, they commit. So it's our own limiting belief. Definitely. Yeah. I I like that a lot because I think so much of what holds us back is our own mindset. So if you have that quote that you shared, or you have other affirmations that you can repeat to yourself and believe it's so powerful because it, it pulls that confidence out of you that you're worth that price and that the people will pay will be committed and you'll be able to actually make a difference. So shifting mindset is so important. So I love that you mentioned that. So what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out? 
I would suggest having a support system, whether that be a business coach, a partner, a family member. I think that's really important just to keep you accountable, keep you motivated, because it could be challenging at times when you're starting out a new business. And if you can kind of get past the discomfort of showing up in stories and talking and kind of letting your following get to know you, I would recommend being as present as possible in stories just to kind of build build that no like and trust factor from the start. It goes a long way. Definitely. I agree. That's great. So why don't you tell the listeners what's next for your business? Well, I am hoping to just continue growing my one-on-one clientele for now and potentially down the road, you know, a little bit after I become a mama too. I know that will be taking up some time for a bit, but I would really like to do like small group programs to be working with women in similar stages of pregnancy. So that's for the future, but for now, just just seeing uh, my one-on-one clients and having the availability to support them. Yeah, awesome. So why don't you let us know where people can find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at pregnancy underscore nutritionist. Awesome. Well, this was great, Stephanie, and we are so happy that you were on the podcast today. Thanks, Marissa. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.